Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Do you want to become insanely successful? Do you want to be the go-to guru in your industry? Do you want to be talked about for all the right reasons? For over 40 years, Kevin Harrington has helped people just like you become significant influencers. Now he's broken the process down in the key person of influence roadmap, and it's yours for free. Just text KPI to him at 727-888-2100. Text KPI to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free step-by-step guide. Text KPI to 727-888-2100 to get the recognition you deserve and experience the success as the go-to voice everyone listens to in your industry today. Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast, Financial Services Edition. This is your host, Seth Green. Today, I have the very good fortune to be joined by George Villar, the founder of LeadingResponse.com. George arguably invented the now famous seminar success marketing concept over almost 30 years ago, reinvented an industry and built the 800-pound gorilla in our space. George, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to talk to the entrepreneurial community in this country, my friend. Thank you. Absolutely. So let's go back in time a little bit. Um, Before you became famous in our industry, how did the seminar success concept come about? Well, I worked for a direct marketing company in Clearwater, Florida, and we worked like 13 different industries. And there were some industries that that had a a problem getting in front of their audience because it was that 55-year-and-older crowd. And I learned very quickly through direct mail campaigns that they were very guarded Uh, Not everybody opened their mail because a lot of people, a lot of companies want to target that ideal 55 year and older. Uh, If you think about it, Seth, uh, at that age, you're making a lot of decisions on on life uh, uh, issues with savings, college for your kids, buying, selling at home, uh, saving money, protecting your money, buying all kinds of cars and, and, and expensive products because you have more money now. So a lot of industries targeted that audience. And I realized more and more every day that they were very guarded and uh, it was hard to get their attention. So I discovered a way to break through that clutter and, and, and those barriers of mistrust or misinformed. And I realized that if you had a really complex product or a service, you, you couldn't sell it just advertising. You had to explain it. And I got very lucky in 1994. I, I, I put people together in an event and uh, it worked. And I talked to several industries about it. And the financial industry caught on faster because money and retirement is a very sensitive issue for a lot of folks. So those were the barriers that were the the biggest barriers were between the financial advisors and consumers that had money and but, but were confused about what to do. So we needed to find solutions to get those two people together. And in 1994, I found it by kind of accidental. And I'm a direct marketer, so I track everything. And if you send out a campaign and nobody responds, you know that it was the wrong message. So messaging was important. Packaging was important to get those people to respond. Absolutely. So you realized it was working because you're a direct marketer and you tracked it. 
And then what prompted you to, because you were working for direct market, another direct marketing company, what prompted yeah. you to start your own? Well, when I did the first mailing ever with my approach, 320 people responded. Wow. And of course, That's an crazy response, right? <laughs> I know, over the top, and it's a direct market. I remember going to some people at work and going, hey, uh, they can't even handle the phone calls. Go, what are you talking about? I said, we have 100, 200, 300 people. And so obviously something was wrong. We thought maybe we mailed too many pieces. Uh, gee, something was wrong. So we checked. And in fact, people responded because they felt comfortable going to find out more about financial services at a neutral location. By the fifth, tenth mailing set, we knew we had something. As a matter of fact, that was young and people that I knew were telling me, George, you might have something here. And by the 50th mailing and then the 100th <laughs> mailing, Obviously, we knew we were on to something, and, and as life would have it, the company that I was working for specialized mostly in automotive direct marketing for dealerships all over the country, and uh, they were doing tent sales and driving people to, you know, hundreds of people to stadiums and credit unions and parking lots at Walmart selling cars on a tent sale. So I kind of did the same thing, you know, I, instead of a tent sale, I did a social dinner approach at a local restaurant and thought maybe the same anxiety that people have buying a car, thus they go to the tent sale instead of the dealership. Uh, it worked for financial. They went to the restaurant instead of going to the office. So as my life would have it, the owner of the company wanted to sell the company to a big conglomerate up north for automotive uh, marketing uh, organization. And he said, George, what do you want to do? I said, what do you mean? He said, well, they're going to focus on automotive. You have this financial that you discovered. My suggestion to you as the owner of the company is go find an investor and tell your story. And I did. And luckily, five months later, uh, one of the gentlemen that worked with me at the company and I made a presentation. And this uh, angel investor said, I, I love the idea. You think it'll work for a long time? I said, yes. So we've done a million seminars as of 35 days ago. Wow. I love that you've tracked it over all, all of the years. That's amazing. A million events. That's one heck of a ripple effect when you think yeah. about all the lives you've touched. Yeah. And, and I tell you, the, the advisor to date still is looking for solutions. We, we created a, a, a way to have meaningful engagements between uh, people that have a lot of money saved and financial advisors, state planning attorneys who know what to do with it. And then we'll talk about it later, but my program is now transferred. That same intelligence has transferred into other industries where we're doing also events. And, you know, we provide solutions like you do to the financial advisor community and they want to have appointments. They want to get in front of motivated prospects. Seminars are just one way. There's other ways you could do it. Um, but the face-to-face -face engagement was very powerful because a lot of people, you know, when they walk into a room full of other people just like them, there's safety in numbers. We're exploring webinars. We're exploring coaching calls. We're exploring town hall you know, uh, conferences. We're trying to find other ways to get people together in meaningful engagements so they could have a, uh, start developing some kind of trust, likability. Uh, a lot of our clients are very excited about understanding the, the journey of the prospect. These prospects have saved their money, Seth. They've done a very good job of doing that. But when it comes to investing, I mean, who teaches people how to invest their money? Nobody taught me or my parents or your parents or you. I mean, I read your story earlier you were a financial advisor. You discovered a lot of things from that side of the business. What I discovered was the advisors have to understand the journey of the prospect. They're confused. They're embarrassed. Um, they don't know what to do, so they sit on their hands and they procrastinate. I understand both sides. I also understand the, the, the journey of the advisor. You're working for companies like you were. They give you a phone book to call. 
you're calling your family and friends. So they're looking for ways to get in front of people. Well, I discovered both sides and I studied both sides. And the bottom line is you have to understand the psychological reasons why people want to talk to you. And when they get in front of you, you also have to understand the psychological reasons people say yes to an appointment or no, you talked over my head. The, the, the event is becoming so, so much more important now, Seth. In the old days, enough people just liked you and you did appointments. Now you have competition. There's a lot of people doing these, these engagements. So you have to be a better presenter nowadays than ever. Okay, so that brings up a lot of excellent points. So why, what do you think some of the biggest mistakes are that financial advisors are making when trying to do events and get people in the door and get them to want to build a relationship with them? So that's a good question. I believe we fixed the marketing part. We know how to get people to respond by clever messaging, uh, timely delivery of an invitation or some kind of compelling reasons why they should attend. The most important part nowadays, 24 years later, is the presentation, like I just said. But here, here are the mistakes that they're making. Once they get in front of people, they have to understand they're still scared, concerned, and they don't trust you yet. Please don't talk over their head. I've been to over 500 top, producing, top producer seminars, excuse me. And the reason they do really well with us is because they know how to talk to the people that day, the day of this, the event. They don't use jargon. They don't talk about product. They pretty much explain to them why they're in the business. They, they verify to the people there that you, like millions of people, are coming to these events because you're confused, and it's all right to be confused. The advisor makes them feel comfortable that they don't know what they're doing. And the mistakes that the advisors make a lot is they, they, they over, the presentation does them. They're 45 slides. They're, they're pushing product. They're pitching. The seminars, the, the meaningful engagement, that we, the solution that we created with these meaningful engagements was to get tr gain trust and likability. And a lot of advisors do the opposite. They want to sell at their seminar. And my, my idea was, no, no, the seminar was for you to get to know people and for people to get to trust you and like you. Give them some possible solutions. Make sure they know that you understand their dilemma, their financial concerns. Make sure you understand that they might not have a financial advisor. If they have one, maybe it's the wrong advisor. Make them feel like, you know, everything you're saying is worrying me. And little by little, you see the people that are there just to kind of feel the advisor out, kind of agreeing with other people on this table. Hey, this is, this is good information. So don't sell at your seminar. Present, share information at the seminar. I used to use the analogy of a trailer in a movie. Don't show the whole movie. Just show the trailer, okay? Because a lot of advisors think the seminars are to sell people on them and what they're doing. You do that in your office at the one-on-one -on -one appointments. You still have to be social uh, that, that evening. And, and I say evening because a lot of people do it in the evening. A lot of advice, unfortunately, misuse that one hour, that invaluable one hour of presenting to make it a selling environment, which is, which is negative. Okay, so biggest mistake is trying to sell at the seminar and not realizing it's in essence a first date and you're not necessarily asking the girl to get married on the first date. Or you wouldn't normally walk up Good to analogy. a in a bar and say, hey, want to get married. You'd probably get slapped or get a drink thrown in your face. And, 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 and people know that. Advisors know that. But when they get in front of the audience and the screen goes on, they can't they help themselves. <laughs> they can't help themselves. So sometimes the presentation is too formal and it just locks them in. I suggest that you talk a lot to the audience and you connect with them. The most important, that, the, the most important thing to do that evening 
is connect with the people. Listen, I, I know an advisor who spends 15, 20 minutes talking about his personal life and his family and the experience of his parents when they lacked a plan, how people in his family died without an estate plan. You know, 20 minutes of it. That's how important it is that they get to know you. Uh, and, and again, a lot of people know that going into it, but as soon as the lights go on, they, 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 they go nuts. They, they start doing the opposite. Okay, so you've done over, filled the room over a million times. Do you have, what are, other than don't sell at the seminar, what are some of the commonalities of the folks you see who come back to you over and over and over again because they're having the most success? Like what are the top producers for, the top producers doing, what do you see them doing at their events that makes them so successful that they keep repeating over and over and over again with you? Number one, frequency. You know, the more you're out there in front of people, the more things start to happen. You start getting more referrals. People start recognizing you, the local grocery store, the, the, the pharmacy, a church, at school events. Um, frequency is the number one driver that I've seen top producers use. They keep doing it over and over again. And what that, what that allows them to do is perfect their presentation craft. I've seen some presentations that are like epic. I mean, like 80% of the people make an appointment. Now, I use this saying that I learned a long time ago by watching top producers do seminars is between the slides. I can never, my 44 consultants here can never tell you what presentation is better than the other or what presentation to use or what kind of slides we recommend. What we do recommend is that between your slides, you do certain things that connect with the audience. I'll give you an example. I was in a presentation two months ago, and somebody said they had a real hard time with their mobile phone. The presenter, the advisor stopped, walked to the person and said, listen, do me a favor, put, put her hand on his shoulder, do me a favor, come with your wife to my office, I have a young man, a really, really good, he'll teach you how to do everything in your mobile phone. Please stop by, don't worry about an appointment, just stop by, I want to help you because my parents had a hard time with their mobile phone and there's so many great things you can do. She walks away from it and everybody was like, wow. Yeah, I was going to say, he booked half the room just doing that. And I, I thought, that's what I'm talking about. Between the slides, how you answer questions, how you talk to people. Please don't talk about ideas that people in the audience are going to go, wait a minute, I, I don't know what he's talking about. I'm not going to meet with this person because I'm embarrassed already. If we go to the appointment and tell them how much money we have in the bank on CDs, we're going to be embarrassed. So you know what? The person that's speaking doesn't connect with me enough for me to have the trust. I'm not going to go to the appointment. So they reject immediately. And, and I think, again, most of the advice that are successful have frequency on their side, but more important, they understand the flow of the crowd. They start walking around. They start talking about certain things. They start answering questions. It, it, you see presentations evolve by the presenter understanding the most important part. Why are people there? They want a second opinion. They're scared and worried. They don't want to admit to you their, their, their mistakes that they made with their money or the fact that they have all their money in CDs, which is embarrassing. If you understand that part and you deal with that, besides your presentation, you'll get more appointments. The average is 40%. All right. Top producers are doing 70 to 80%. And the reason is they understand the between the slides dilemma. Between the slides. Awesome. I absolutely love that. I had, um, I had an acting coach. Um, one of my professors, when I was in my original undergraduate degree in theater said, you know, it was my aha breakthrough. I think it was my sophomore, sophomore year when he said, acting is what happens between the lines. So you know what? I'm going to use that. And, and here's another thing that I'll telling stories. 
my life, my 24-year uh, life in business doing these, these meaningful engagement events, I've learned that the way that I sold my program to advice was telling stories, telling my story. This is what happened to me. I used to work at the mall. I was a direct marketing company. I sold shoes, going through college. But I, when I became a salesperson, I had the ability to sell. I didn't have enough prospects. And I've read your story, Seth. You're very similar. You went, you went through a lot of things in your career that taught you how to be a top consultant like you are today. I, I think that's what's happened to me also. I, I've learned to, to tell the story of how things happen. Please do that at your seminar. I, I've heard phenomenal ideas of advisors sharing with me when they open up the presentation and close the presentation with stories. People remember meaningful stories more so than a slide. And a lot of advisors forget to tell their story and the story of others that have gone through the same path that they, they're going through. And, and, and again, I've read a lot about you. Your story is what sets you up to be in business. Don't forget that. Stories are very important when it comes to these events. Absolutely. Story. Uh, the great book on the topic. There's a number of them. One of my favorites is Story Selling for Financial Advisors. Um, I think that makes a lot of sense. And obviously, we use that in our presentations. What do you like best about what you do? Uh, well, internally, I've helped a lot of people. You know, I, I go back to my years when I started hiring people here. A lot of them were not married. Uh, they were somewhat in debt. They didn't have a lot of money. Uh, so, so there's a lot of achievements internally in my company that went from two people to 145 people. Uh, we're now partnered with other companies that are bigger than us and have uh, invested money in our company. Uh, I, I think that satisfaction of helping people here grow, they, they got married, they had children, they, they bought houses. It, it showed me that that was working really well. For I was helping people here in Tampa, Florida, not only be employed, but you know, have some kind of affinity with, a, with an entrepreneurial type spirit, uh, with a company that was providing great services to the outside world. My, my second accomplishment is, okay, once you did that, the advisors started making a lot of money with our program and started affecting people's retirement greatly. Uh, in my prayers, I always thank God for three things. The fact that it made sense to us and it helped a lot of people here in the office. The fact that it made sense to financial advisors, some of them, it changed their life. Uh, every time they do an event, they, they, they increase their income dramatically. And the third part is we're helping retirees. So the three, the three sides are benefiting. And I think a successful product or service makes sense to a lot of people. Uh, uh, McDonald's and, 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 and Starbucks, no matter what you think of them, it, they make sense to people worldwide. And I, and I take that personally because I, I knew that I had something special when the three sides were being affected positively. And it's been 24 years of doing that. It hasn't stopped yet. So that's probably my greatest, uh, you know, my happiness is re revolves around those three parties benefiting greatly. And somebody told me recently, George, how, how much money do you think has exchanged hands between retirees, pre-retirees, and financial advisors? And I, I didn't know the number. He said, well, billions. And, and that's pretty amazing and, and, and daunting for me. You know, I started this company uh, with humble beginnings. And to see that so many people around the country understand this, these events, it, it just it's so cool. It's, it's really, really important to me. That is absolutely incredible. And you've built something amazing. Looking into the future, as much as your crystal ball will let you, obviously with the volume you guys do, um, what's next? So, I mean, you talked about like town hall meetings and different formats. Um, 
talk a little bit more about maybe some things that you're experimenting with, maybe not ready to launch to the broader public of financial services or professional practices, but what's coming next? I mean, what's the next big thing? Well, anything that, anything that gets in the way of these, these prospects that are going through this journey of confusion and the economy and taxes and anything you can put in front of them as a solution will work. We're talking about events, seminar events today. Uh, the future could be radio uh, seminars, TV seminars, video. Maybe people want to watch a seminar on the comfort of their home. We're, we're trying to take all the new technology and social media channels today and say, what else can we create that will create a meaningful engagement, never as powerful as a face-to-face, but what is, what's secondary? Will, will 300 people in the community uh, log in to watch a 30-minute seminar? Uh, would people want to meet with an advisor uh, at their home instead or at the office, uh, personal one-on-one appointments? Uh, can we ever broadcast seminars in movie theaters, you know, maybe wow. bring 300 people to watch a show? I do mega events right now with targeted direct mail on Facebook, and I fill the room with three, 400 people to, to a, a featured speaker in the industry or somebody who has a little bit of credibility and, 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 and uh, trust with the audience that they already know them. And we'll bring 300 people to an event. So we're always looking to how else can we get in front of that motivated prospect who probably may not go to a seminar, but they want to go somewhere else. Well, they go to a webinar, you know, podcasting. Can we podcast seminars? We're testing all of that. And of course the advisor would rather have a face-to-face immediate results. And a lot of these other medias are good, but they take longer. Like radio and TV, I think they're a phenomenal way of creating a little bit of celebrity or credibility for the advisor. The problem is it's like a hockey stick. It takes a while for it to make money and pay off. And a lot of advisors make the mistake, Seth, of not sticking to something long enough to see it pan out. Or they don't, I call it turning the corner. Like you're just about to turn the corner. Why did you stop doing that? And I understand that the advisor's budgets are limited, so they have to pick only one or two things to do well. And so little by little, I think finding more solutions for the advisor to get in front of people that still psychologically have a concern of meeting with you. I call it expert anxiety. You know, we don't go to dentists. We don't go to doctors. We don't go to auto dealerships. We don't go to timeshare tours for fear of we don't understand it enough. I mean, when I go to the mechanic and he goes, it's this, this, and that, it costs you $800, I, I, I'm, I can't even argue with the person. Right. That anxiety exists in different industries. So we're going to try, we're going to keep trying all kinds of other uh, products or solutions to get the advisor in front of those prospects, but it takes time. It takes time. All right. Absolutely fascinating interview. You've built an incredible juggernaut of a business touching millions of lives. Um, where should our audience go who want to learn more about leading response and all things George and how they can be a part of your meaningful events? Well, we're in Tampa, Florida. We were known as we were formerly known as RME 360 uh, or Resource for Solutions. It's the two companies that we brought together in the Tampa Bay area. And then we have a national brand now called Leading Response. We've added a lot of digital and social media components to our, to our product mix. So the three companies are under the name of Leading Response. You can up, look at us up in webleadingresponse.com or give us a call 800-795-2773. I'll repeat it, 800-795-2773. We have 44 consultants here that are well-trained and understand the process. They'll take you through the whole 
uh, system. They also show you our RSVP portal called Prospect Connect, which is very important. It's a portal that gathers intelligence for you as you do more seminars with us, and eventually with graphs and maps and all kinds of statistics, shows you in your marketplace what you should be doing. So it's a, it's a tool to start building a lot of intelligence, a lot of proven formulas. Uh, but call us up. We'll talk to you for 35, 40 minutes, maybe four or five phone calls. We'll show you some examples. We'll look into your territory. We'll give you an insight demographic report in your area. So there's a lot of work that we do up front to develop that trust with the advisor that we can help you market yourself or promote yourself better than anybody. But more importantly, we can guide you on to what to do and what not to do. We know the formulas that work. And we also know what doesn't work. So that's very important because a lot of advisors want to do things their way, not the consumer's way. So give us a call and we can help you. I'm also available for coaching calls. If you'd like to talk to me, get a group of advice together. We have a lot of response data that we've gathered from a million seminars that we can teach groups of advisors or advice individually how to maximize their, their ROI for marketing. All right, George, fascinating interview. Thank you for the generous offer. We'll, t- we'll have our listeners and viewers check out leadingresponse.com and give your company a call. Thank you so much again for joining us. It's been, a, it's been an honor. Thank you for having me. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet, and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727-888-2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free perfect pitch cheat sheet. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.